Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. I would just assume that every movie that I see, every book I read, every article, every podcast, every song, every poem, certainly every piece of Torah that I read from now until Rosh Hashanah is specifically and directly trying to teach me about Teshuvah. And I would certainly, most definitely, assume that any flaw I identify or see in another person, any fight I have with another person, any situation I have with another person in which we are called upon or challenged to accomplish something or work through something, I would definitely, definitely assume that that too is coming to teach me about teshuva. Not that these are going to blatantly, obviously indicate to me what it is that I have to do and not that I automatically have to assume that the exact thing that I see in that person is the exact thing that I need to address in myself when I'm trying to do tshuva. But I would definitely and absolutely assume that it is coming to show me something that I need to see and hear and realize and know and confront and deal with and process concerning teshuva. The difference being, for example, if I am talking to someone who is talking bad about someone I know or someone we know, it doesn't necessarily automatically mean that I need to notice how I talk bad about someone but it could have something to do with how I listen to a person who's talking bad about someone. And if I read something today, which I did, that was discussing the differences between an offering that was brought in the temple that was a bird that was offered as an elevation offering and how that's different from a bird that was offered as a sin offering, and how there are at least two fundamental differences between them. I don't think that the teshuva that I need to do is to make sure that when I offer a bird offering in the temple that is a sin offering, that I get those differences and those details right. Rather, and I think this is a creative process that each one of us will engage with in our own way, rather, 
I might have to notice the subtle differences between my morning and my afternoon prayers. I might have to notice the difference in tone and difference in approach when I'm trying to achieve elevation versus when I'm trying to gain forgiveness. So I would say on some level we have to pay attention, but that's not exactly the right tone. I would say more accurately, we are being given these gifts constantly through the month of Elul. These opportunities for reflection that I believe, Gabriel, personally, I believe that they are directly catered toward us specifically as unique human beings through divine providence as exactly the thing that we need to consider and to meditate on in order to more fully do teshuva during this incredible month of Elul. So you got to look back on your day. What came up today? What pissed you off? What ruffled your feathers and got your attention? What did you admire? Who said something that provoked you? Who said something that stoked your arrogance? Who said something that made you feel less than? Who did something or said something that made you feel more than? I'm thinking back on my day and someone who I felt talked too much. And again, that doesn't mean I talk too much, and that's why I noticed that, although that certainly may be true. But what it certainly does mean is that I had a reaction to someone talking too much, and why? Who cares? Why is that so important to me? Why did that get my attention so much? And that becomes the starting point of teshuva. And I take that, and I look at it, and I break it down, and I say, okay, like, what mita is this? Like, what trait, what aspect of the... Confession on Yom Kippur, for example, is addressed by this thing. Maybe it's that one about how I am a mezalzel on teachers, how I negate the ability of people to teach me stuff. And I get triggered by things that are less than essential in that moment. And I couldn't hear the message that this person was saying because I got too caught up in the fact that they were talking too much. Okay, great. Now we've got some material. Now we can start looking at a chuba process. So going with that, starting with that as an insight, as a possibility, as information that we're going to need, provides us with that first step. What's going on? What happened? And then that second step, okay, what's in it for me? What do I got to look at here?